In this episode, I talked to business coach John Dashfield, and we asked the question, how can your state of mind affect your business bottom line? Welcome to episode 98 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome. You're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. So let's get on with the show. And here's your host, Roger Edwards. Welcome to the Empath Podcast. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy from Edinburgh, talking to my guests about all things marketing and issues and topics from the world of protection and finance. In just two shows from now, you're going to hear episode 100. Thank you for sharing this journey with me. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming the episodes and listening to them in the car, on the train, on the plane or on the treadmill. Episode 100 is going to be a very special episode featuring tips and ideas from past guests, a competition and a brand new interview with a lady who is truly wowing her audience. But this week, let's focus on personal development and my guest is John Dashfield. John is a coach, mentor and writer. He mentors his clients to perform at their very best for more of the time. This means that they experience increasing levels of creativity, resilience, ability to lead and get on with others and overall effectiveness in everything that they do. It leads to a reduction and elimination of stress and its effects. We're going to talk about how do we get the best from ourselves more often, do feelings come from our circumstances or from our thinking, and what is the flaw in only focusing on process improvements as opposed to personal improvements. So let's get right into that interview with John here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Well, John, welcome to the Empath podcast. Hi, Roger. And tell me, where are we Skyping each other from, John? Of course, I'm up in Edinburgh in Scotland. I am in Sissinghurst uh, in rural Kent. John, today we're going to have a chat about quite an intriguing subject. You've called it the state of mind and the bottom line, which really does sound intriguing. It's perhaps a little bit of a departure from what I normally end up talking about on the Empath podcast. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that subject. But before we get to it, John, why not give the listeners of the podcast a little bit of background about yourself, where you've come from, where you're going, what your ambitions are, and basically what makes John Dashfield tick? A little bit of history is... uh, I entered financial services in 1986, so that'll be 30 years ago this year. Uh, I worked for five years at the head office of a, of a life office. Then I became a self-employed Tide agent for a, a, an international life office and eventually on to becoming a, an IFA. And that whole stint lasted 14 years. And right. then in 2004, I set up a, a coaching and training business and since then uh, I've been working with business people particularly financial advisors and people in financial services and my interest really I turned my passion which has always been uh, people development human performance what makes people tick why do we perform well when we do why do we perform badly when we do what's behind all of that very interesting to me and, and really I turned that into a business so for me, it doesn't even feel like I, I go to work. Um, right. This is 
what I enjoy doing, not all the time, but but certainly some of the time. And, it, 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 and it's something that I continue to evolve and develop in. And um, yeah, I'm very lucky, very lucky indeed, Roger. And when it comes to coaching, what are the general things that people are looking for? I mean, obviously, different people have different ideas about what coaching entails. Well, I think what it ultimately means to me is how do any of us get the very best from ourselves more often? When people show up as the best version of themselves, they tend to do pretty well. Yeah. And when they don't show up as the best version of themselves, their performance uh, and enjoyment tails off. And really what I've been interested in is sharing with people an understanding of why that is. And to me, that's what coaching is, as opposed to, I don't really get involved these days in, in, in consultancy, meaning I don't really tell people how to run their businesses or what they should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing. Because to me, from a clear mind, people can figure that out for themselves. Right. And, and, and is it more about you listening and letting people talk to you? You maybe use questions to get them to express to you what they're looking for and where their goals are and how they want to get there. Does it work like that? Really, what I'm doing with people is I, I look at it very much as a, as a collaboration when I work with someone. So we're working together. Uh-huh. And certainly not with me as the expert and, 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 and me trying to, you know, give them my expertise, because that's certainly not how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, really what I'm doing with someone is trying to understand how they see their world. And, and so questions is very much part of it. Uh, listening is a huge part of it. And it, it's really asking people what you want to accomplish and getting to understand that and also what they see as the obstacles or what do they perceive is in the way. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking to understand how they're seeing the edges of their own world uh-huh. and then working with them to expand that um, so that uh, the things that they may have seen as limitations before they just don't experience it like that anymore, Roger. Ultimately, you're wanting people to develop a state of mind, a positive state of mind about a, a future direction. So we're heading towards a state of mind, and that and that sort of brings us into the, the the theme that you wanted to explore in a little bit more detail today, which was the the state of mind and how it affects the bottom line. Can you just maybe explain to me what you mean by that, and then we'll dig a bit deeper into it. What I mean is that from what I've seen through doing this job and my own experience because of you know effectively I've owned my own small businesses for 25 years and uh-huh. it very much what I mean is our state of mind meaning how we show up in in, in life uh, in our businesses you know moment by moment hour by hour day by day is really gonna have a massive impact on the quality of of our business overall you can see that you know when people are in a clear state of mind, they perform well. Now, in in a business setting, what that means is that they're resilient, innovative, creative, they form relationships really well, they solve problems really well. So all those qualities that that, that really take a business forward are a product of someone's quality of mind. Now, when people are in a low quality of mind and they don't understand what's behind that, people's performance tails off. And so the bottom line of a business, which I mean by, you know, the profitability of a business, um, the, the sustainability of a business, the, the, the quality of the business is really 
quite deeply affected by you know people's state of mind that, that that's what i mean by that Roger. yeah and and if you've got a a bunch of engaged people engaged customer service people engaged marketeers who really enjoy their jobs they love being at work then that follows through that they're going to give good service they're going to they're going to deliver good marketing they're going to deliver good products and presumably ultimately that means that the business will be successful will have a good profit margin and will and will um, have a good bottom line as you've said whereas if people aren't motivated and the reasons for those poor motivations could be managerial or it could just be that the company's not doing that well is there a difference between a state of minds that, that can be coached and a state of mind which has been influenced by lots of different external factors so if, if I'm working in a company with poor management a management that doesn't motivate doesn't reward success or you're in an environment where the company's performing badly sales are down thing is there a difference between having a positive status of mind no matter what the background or you know that's a really good question and and it's really right at the very core of what i share with with, with my clients and 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 really there's a fundamental misunderstanding about state of mind that is at the root cause of why people experience what i might call chronic sort of stress tension underperformance uh, and, 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 and all of that. And, and really what it is, Roger, is this, that people may know that um, Steve Peters, Professor Steve Peters, was the, the mind coach of the England football team. Mm-hmm. And he wrote uh, a book called The Chimp Paradox. Now, if, if, you, if you look in that book, even Professor Peters is, is in the same misunderstanding as the rest of humanity, and it actually says it in his book. And mm-hmm. what he says is that Basically, circumstances cause feelings. Yes. So, you know, what people think is that their circumstances cause their feelings. And you mentioned the example, if sales are down, for example, in a company, then you might see people getting down on themselves. They might be discouraged. You know, they might be frightened for their jobs, etc. People tend to think that the, the cause of that is their circumstances. So for example, if there's a, a manager that people don't like or a leader that people don't like, you know, they, they, they you know, it might be assumed that, that that person is the cause of, of the underperformance. And yeah. all the time that that paradigm, that out, what I would call outside in paradigm, meaning circumstances outside of someone cause their feelings, mm-hmm. all the time that that paradigm prevails, then people are going to be susceptible to and, 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 and being consumed by unhelpful thinking. The thing is, there's a new paradigm in psychology that's fast emerging that I came across a few years ago, and it's the true paradigm. Our feelings can only ever come from our thinking, you see, and people don't factor thought into the equation. So we've all been, you know, all of us have been stressed about something in our lives, and we all will be stressed again about something in our lives, but we're never stuck in that feeling forever. Our minds change. And what we've found, and it's fascinating, is that by helping people to understand that there's this thought component to their thinking, what happens is that it starts to free people up from what I would call chronic feelings of, of, of tension and underperformance, rather than fleeting feelings of, of, of that. Because people could, are still always going to feel stressful thinking from time to time. But when we know it's our thinking and not our circumstances, that 
that is a completely different understanding to the current understanding if that if that makes any sense yeah i'm trying to pl- i'm trying to put it into context that i would understand from my own personal experience i i usually like to think that i'm a relatively positive person but i can think of all sorts of examples where i might have been bouncing along to work I get to work, maybe I my manager pulls me in, I've done a report, I thought I'd done a good job with the report, and all he does is criticise it. So I'll bounce out of that meeting feeling a bit down, uh, but probably about half an hour later after I've been miserable for a little while, I'll dust myself down, make some changes, and I'll carry on being positive, I'll carry on being happy. Whereas perhaps what you're saying, the chronic version of that is where somebody allows that one-off incident to weigh heavily on their mind, to eat away at them, and maybe gets compounded by something that happens later in the day, and then the next day the, oh, I don't really want to get up and go to work, or and, and it piles up and piles up and piles up and, until the state of mind becomes eroded. Is, is, that what you're, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's a really good example. And, 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 and to put that into that context... I mean, you're obviously very resilient. And so if you get some thinking that is, you know, low thinking, then you bounce back from that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're absolutely right in, in that some people don't bounce back very quickly mm. from, let's say, setbacks or disappointments. Yes. And what I'm saying is that the, the experience that, that you are having in that situation or I might have in that situation or any of us is 100% coming from our thinking and not the boss that just criticised you. Sure. So he's not giving you the feeling, your thinking's giving you the feeling. You yeah. see? And where that's been so helpful to people is that it allows people to bounce back like, like you do very, very quickly. Mm. And really, this is so important in business because... There are a lot of things in business that people have absolutely zero control over, like Mm. the economy, for Mm. example. So if we go back in time, say to 2008, when the economy tanked, you know, a lot of people were very unsettled by that. Now, if we think it's the economy that's doing that to us, see, that has a consequence because the very time that people need to be at the top of their game is yeah. when things are difficult. And if people think that their circumstances are the cause of their feelings, then it's going to be very difficult to do that. But when people understand that it's their thinking about their circumstances and the nature of thought yeah. is that thought simply will change on its own, you know, because that's the nature of thought, then what happens is people bounce back quickly. And as they bounce back quickly, all the qualities that will allow them to perform at their best, like resilience, creativity, the ability to not be brought down by circumstances, the ability to have you know really insightful thinking and new ideas. All of that comes very easily with, with a clear state of mind. And effectively what you're doing and what you're helping people with is creating that clear state of mind to try to stop people from overthinking things and to, to focus on the positives. So how does this relate to financial services professionals then, John, in your experience? What are some of the um, experiences that you've had? Financial services professionals, I mean, I've been one myself. If you look at financial services professionals, they're business people, they have client meetings, That you know, they study for exams, they run practices, they have, some of them have leadership positions, some of them have management positions, they need to delegate work sometimes, uh, you know, they market, they have to market themselves, they're in sales, they have to manage their time. So all of those circumstances that that I've mentioned and and, and more, all of those are going to be deeply affected by the quality of mind that someone brings to each one of those. Mm. Um, And so, 
for example, you know, time management's a really interesting one to me because, as you probably know yourself, the world abounds with tons of techniques about how to manage your time. Yeah. And, and, and yet the thing with it is, is that what I've seen is someone in a clear mind is innately very, very good at managing their time because from a clear mind, we know what to focus on. We're very present in the moment. So we get a lot done because we're not distracted by a load of thinking in our heads. You know, we're, we're, we're very... We're, we're very able to concentrate. Rather than teach people techniques, it's far easier just to point people in the direction of where a clear mind comes from and why they would have a clear mind or why they wouldn't have a clear mind. And, and I know from that place that any, what you might term skill, like time management, will just be easy for them. You know, and they may, they may go and look at a time management book or listen to an expert, but, but primarily, None of that is going to work if someone's in a state of mind where they can't think clearly. I can see that, but it must be quite difficult, actually. A lot of people perhaps haven't heard the argument that you've just put forward about the thinking as opposed to the, the outside influences. It must be quite a difficult subject to broach with people. Is there not a danger that in trying to get people to talk about this, they may start thinking that you're implying things about their mental state as opposed to just the way they think and just the way that they go about things. So I don't find it that difficult to be quite honest with you, Roger. I think that we're all aware that we think. Everybody knows that they think. Yeah. And everybody knows that they have times when they they feel good and life's sort of flowing very easily and, and performance is easy and everything comes easy to them. And everybody knows that they have times when, you know, life feels like they're wading through thick mud. Yes. You know, yeah. Everything's difficult and yeah. everything feels like a trudge. And the only reason that you can have those two polarities, if you like, is the quality of, of, of our own thinking. You know, if someone comes along to me and gives me their version of, I'd like to build a better business. Well, there's really only two ways that you can build a, well, there's two approaches, if you like, to building a better business. And the way I think about it is that you've got what I call process improvement. So if you take all the processes inside of a business, you know, management and time management and leadership and planning and sales and marketing and all of that, and you look at that as a procedures, what brings those procedures to life, if you like, is the quality of mind behind it. So you'd also look at state of mind um, improvement. So the two elements of building a better business are process improvement and state of mind improvement. What's interesting to me is that the business world tends to focus on process improvement for one reason, it's visible. Yes. You can see it. Whereas the thing with state of mind is that human beings are like fish in water. We have a state of mind because we're living in a state of mind from the moment we come into the world to the moment we leave. And yet we don't see it because we're so in it that it, it, it's kind of invisible to us. Yeah. And yet it, it's kind of an area that's very, very largely misunderstood and untapped in business. If you go into an organization like I do with, with advisors or, or, or practices, and, and you help people understand this, then really there's no limit to the amount of innovative thinking that they can have or ideas that they can have. And it also transmits very much to interpersonal relationships, you know, the quality of the relationships that advisors can have with their clients can improve exponentially. And that's all to do with the quality of thinking. So let's assume you're, you've got a client, you've got a company, let's say that are a small IFA firm, 
you go in then, you take them through a process. What are, what are the challenges and obstacles and um, things that you face when you, when you go through this process with people? I think the biggest challenge really is that, like, like I said earlier, the, 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 the prevailing paradigm in humanity is that circumstances cause feelings. And what I'm doing is is, is almost pointing in a 180 di- different direction, you know, 180 degree different direction to people. I'm saying, no, your experience doesn't come from your circumstances. It's coming from your thinking about your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, and, and interestingly, some people seem to get that immediately. Yeah, It's so visible to them. They go, ah, oh, yeah, I totally get that. And I found some people really struggle to grasp that. Yeah. And, and, and really, that's almost like the first hurdle that, that I don't really see, see it that I'm up against it because it was what, it's what we're all up against in life. You know, the fact that it, it, it's always to all of us that sometimes in our life going to look like our circumstances are responsible for how we feel. Mm. And no matter how much you know about the inside out nature of life, which is, you know, what I share with people, you know, I've been around this for a few years now and I get caught out by my circumstances. You know, sometimes to me, it looks like my circumstances are responsible. So we all seem to forget it. So really, it's not about trying to impose a view on someone or impose, uh, you know, what I think on other people. Really what I'm doing is working with people to help them see what's true. Right. You know, and what and what's true is is that their experience is coming from inside out. So I'm just working with people to point out how we actually work biologically. See, I'm not it's not a theory that I'm sharing with people, it's a fact, you know, it's an actual biological fact. And 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 you know, there are varying degrees of, of how quickly people take that on and, and, and I'm fully prepared for that in the sense that I know and do appreciate and I have respect for the fact that it can take time for people to see it. But it just because that's the case doesn't mean it's not true. And what sort of results have you had from the people that you've worked with? Have you been able to demonstrate a noticeable correlation between state of mind and bottom line? Have these people's bottom lines increased? There's one particular uh, guy that I work with, and he had turned over about eighty thousand a year every year for nine years. Right. And we worked on this understanding, so we didn't work on any methodology or techniques or business building um, ideas for him. It was really about quality of mind, and, and, and we worked on that. And, and, and the first calendar year, full calendar year that we worked together. He, he turned over 400,000 and I think the following year it, it was 400 and something thousand. So he, he took a dramatic leap up in his productivity. And, and really, you know, it, it, what was behind that was really confidence, you know, the self-confidence. You know, he had a lot of thinking in his mind about taking on people to help him and building a business and, and once all of that began to fall away, fall away because he saw it as thinking rather than real, mm-hmm. um, he was free to simply go out and create the kind of business he wanted to create. So, you know, that, that was a great example. Um, another one that was interesting was a firm I worked with that were turning over about 800K and in eight months they 
realise 200,000 um, of clean extra profit. And really that was interesting because in that particular instance, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll give it as the example, was in the words of the, of the MD of that company, they were picking up the scraps. So their business was made up of lots of small cases that they were going out and doing. And it was really, they had a, in, a, in a way a mental block about the size of the cases they were doing. And, 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 and once the thinking had, had, had cleared from that, because they began to see it as, as their own limited thinking rather than reality, they went out and, and really started going for the much bigger pieces of work, which were there all the time, but they hadn't had the confidence to go for it. And, 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 and therefore they managed to pull in some really substantial pieces of work, um, which actually were there all along. They just hadn't been going for them. <laughs> John, you've really given me a lot of food for thought here. And it's quite ironic, actually, because a lot of what you're saying is that sometimes we overthink things. Sometimes we think too much about external things. We worry too much about what's going on in our environment and allow those to effectively pull us back and to, and to and bring us down, perhaps. But ironically, you've given me a lot to think about. And what I really need to do is to is to not overthink that. And, and maybe that there's a real subtle balance there. And ultimately, you know, getting that balance will help people's state of mind on the one hand and, and, and help the bottom line on the other. What's the one business model, or it could be a product you've seen or a marketing campaign that, see, that you've seen that's caught your attention in the last year? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. Well, I think someone who's very, uh, very accessible and talks a massive amount of sense and he's, he's really worth checking out is, is Daniel Pink. He's got a brilliant TED Talk out. He's a really uh, interesting guy, a leading thinker. He was part of, um, I think he was part of the Clinton administration, but he's a very, very clever guy. And that really points towards, in a way, what, what I'm talking about, that, that, that motivation is, 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 is intrinsic in people. And actually, the carrot and the stick method of motivating people is really pretty much dead in the water. What's the best business book you've ever read? Tell us why you like it so much and what you took from it. You know what? I think... One of my very, very favourite business books, and it's a fairly recent one, is called Invisible Power. And right. it's by um, Ken Manning, Robin Charbit, and Sandy Crott. And, and that book is fabulous because it, it, it really is a wonderful summary and, and introduction for people into the inside-out understanding of, of life, which is what I've been talking about during, during our time together. Mm -hmm. And these guys, you know, they've been teaching this stuff in big Fortune 100 companies over in the States, although Robin's an English guy, Robin Chubb's an English guy, um, they've been teaching this stuff. And if, if people look in the book, the, the results they get simply through helping people understand their quality of mind and where it comes from has been absolutely staggering. Fabulous, John. And before we sign off, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to the podcast who are going to want to get in touch with you and talk to you about what you might be able to do to help them. So what's the best way that you should connect with you? Well, people can find me, my, my dedicated financial services uh, website is www.clientcenteredadvisors.com um, and I have a blog on there which people can subscribe to. Um, my email is john at clientcenteredadvisors.com or alternatively, John at dashfields.com and people are very welcome to get in touch. I, 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 I'm always happy to have a conversation with people, um, no strings attached. I enjoy sharing this understanding with people and, 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 and I'd love to hear from people about it. 
Great stuff, John. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really interesting to talk to you. Lots of food for thought, as I've said. Let me wish you all the success for the future. And hopefully one day we'll be able to meet up in person and, and chew the fat over a beer or two. Well, that would be great. I'd love that. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You can be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay?